0: I've been praying and laboring over what God would have us to preach about and talk about this morning, and every time the Lord would give me a thought, He would bring me back to this thought, and as a minister, you struggle and you labor and toil over what the people need, and I said, Lord, you know that I can't come up with nothing, but Lord, you know what our people need. And I want you to know this morning to not be discouraged. I know we're living in dark times. We're living in perilous times. And it's a hard thing right now in every direction you turn. As I noticed this morning, a mass shooting in Cincinnati took out lives outside of a bar that no doubt that they thought when they went to that bar last night that they were going there just to try to have fun and the fun of the world. You need to watch where you go and where you hang out because it's once appointed unto man to die and after this the judgment. I wouldn't want to be in the car with somebody when their appointed time comes. I'd want to make sure I was ready to meet God. And then we see in our government and the decisions that's been made and, and things that have come to pass in the last little bit uh, has been troubling to our hearts and discouraging to us as American and, and as people. But I'm glad to report this morning God is still on the throne. He's still in control, and none of this has caught him by surprise. You know, we read in the scriptures where the disciples walked with Jesus, and they saw the miracles and the things that he'd done. They heard the messages he had to preach, and and they were encouraged when they saw the master at work. He began to preach and tell people that, He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life. And He'd tell them about a place that He was going to prepare. And no doubt the disciples, as they began to hear the words of Jesus and see the sermons that had been preached and the things He talked about, even spending time with Him as He washed their feet and served them, it became a close personal thing to them to walk with the Savior. No doubt as they laid down at night probably they had dreams about these things that he talked about and preached about. A lot of times we'll hear messages and see things positive and we'll even have dreams about those. And we'll think sometimes when we hear the preacher talk about a place called heaven we might even have a dream what heaven might be like. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe what heaven will be like one day. I've tried to even imagine some of the prettiest places I've been in this world and think about those for a moment and try to compare that to heaven and my mind just goes blank. You know why? Because we can't comprehend it. It's not meant for us to know right now. But as the disciples thought on these things and they were encouraged and blessed, I want to read to you Something that happened here, how the Lord helped them to encourage them. John chapter 14, breaking in right at the first verse. If you would, let's stand for the reading of God's Word. And if you'll notice, these letters are in red. This is straight from Jesus' mouth. And I want you to take this personal. This is to you this morning. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place, not for just other people, but for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will. He didn't say maybe. He said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. <laughs> that where I am, there, you, it says ye, but that's you, you may be there also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way, ye know. But here's what I would say. It's what Thomas said. Lord, we know not where thou goest and how can we know the way? I love the simple words of Jesus. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let us pray. Father, as I come to you right now in Jesus' name, Lord, I'm just a vessel of clay. I need for a few moments, Lord, that you would touch me and speak through my lips, Lord, that your words will go out and penetrate the hearts of the, those that are here, maybe those that are watching by way of Facebook or whatever. God, I pray that you would penetrate their hearts and help them see today what you spoke into my spirit to give to them. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for our young people, Lord, and, and what they presented to us today. God, what a blessing it is to be in this place. Take this now and use it for thy honor and for thy glory. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, You can be seated today. As I spent time with the Lord and began to think about this message, the Lord simply spoke this message into my heart and gave me a title like this. I want to preach today <laughs> about a place where dreams come true. <laughs> you ever thought about that? A place where dreams come true. And I'm glad to report to you today it's not a fairy tale. I'm not, to, I'm not here to, to make you feel fuzzy and do magical things. I'm here to tell you the truth this morning. That Jesus is coming again. He's going to prepare a place for you and I. He's been gone now over 2,000 years. And could you imagine what that place would look like? He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. That's a big old house. If you think about it for just a moment. He didn't just prepare a place for me. But he prepared a place for all those that will trust him as their Lord and Savior. And by trusting him, everything I've hoped for, everything I've dreamed for, everything I could imagine that it would be like, someday my dreams will come true and your dreams will come true. I'm telling you, there's a place where we're headed one day after a while. I hope that you're ready to meet the Lord one day. And I hope that you're ready to meet him today because we're headed somewhere. When you draw your last breath and step off into eternity, you will go to one place or the other. You'll go to a place where your dreams have come true if you've trusted the Lord as your personal Savior. But if you've not trusted him as your personal Savior, you will go to a place that's worse than any nightmare that you've ever had in your life where nightmares come true. I'm going to do my best not to get on nightmares today, but I want to tell you about a place where dreams come true. Many preachers preach about it and singers sing about it. Our youth sung about it today, talking about the joy of Jesus and how that he's running after us. He runs after us because he wants that personal relationship with us. He wants to be your Lord and Savior. He don't want to see you go to this place of nightmares. This place that was prepared for the devil and his angels, but he wants you to come to a place where he told his disciples he was going to prepare. And he didn't just say just for them, but you and I, he's preparing it. I want to tell you today the first thing I thought of there's a place. There's a place where you and I are going. How do you know that today, preacher, in Revelations 21.1? It's already been read to you this morning. God done confirmed it when our brother got up this morning, began to read, but John said it like this. When he said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there were no more sea, no more separation. That was his promise of that place. And he goes on there in Revelations 3. You can read it on down through there. Then over in 2 Corinthians 5.1, he said, For we know that if our earthly house, this tabernacle, were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Amen. You and I have got an eternal building right here that we're living in. Eternal for heaven. That's what it was prepared for. Do you know that your eternal being, your soul was never prepared to go to this place called hell. It was prepared to go back to the Father that gave it. One day, I'm glad that God scooped up a big pile of dirt and he got that dirt and he began to mold it into clay. He began to work on that thing. He began to look at it and see how good that it looked. And the Bible says he took that (sighs) with. and man became a living soul. We didn't slime up on the beach, we didn't crawl up on the beach, and we sure ain't swinging from trees, amen. Amen but we've been made by eternal God, eternal in the heavens. And one day after a while, when this breath leaves this old tabernacle that I'm living in right now, I'm glad that the skin worms are gonna take it back to the dust. It's going back to the ground. But that that lives within me, that spirit that lives within me, that soul that lives within me, one day after a while, I'm gonna step off into eternity. And I'm going back, amen, where I came from, which was from God. Every single soul that lives in this world has lived past and present, has been given by God. I'm telling you today, there's a place that's prepared for you and I. In Matthew 6, 20, he says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves don't break through or steal. Ain't you glad of that? We can't chain the stuff down. We can't lock it up enough. They'll break right in your house and steal everything you got. They can come get everything I've got, but I'll tell you what they can't get from me. That's what's in my heart, amen. They can come get my Bible, they can come get my suits, they can take my home and my possessions, but they'll never take Jesus out of my heart, amen. The devil's been prying ever since I met the Lord 41 years ago. He's been trying to t- deter me here and lead me there, but I'm glad he can't do nothing with the blood. When the blood gets applied to something, the devil's the The devil can't put his rotten hands on it. Amen. Because it belongs to God. Amen. Now he can cause you some trouble in this life. He can stumble you up and make things hard on you. But greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. There's a place prepared for you. Hang on for a little while. This thing's fixing to pay off big time. Amen. We've grown numb to the thought that we're leaving. I'm going to tell you, we're leaving out of here. Every person sitting in this building today it's going to go by the way of the grave or you're going to go by the way of the rapture one way or the other. We're stepping out of this life into eternity. And those that don't know the Lord will step off into that awful place. That place is called hell. There's a place. There's a, pa- a place prepared for every soul in this room today. Take just a second and look around you. Look look at the folks in this room. A hundred years from now, there probably won't be a person in here left hardly. Just these young people maybe. If God tarries his coming. A lot of us will done being gone. You ever walked into a graveyard and looked at tombstones and go, I wonder if they knew the Lord. I wonder if he knew the Lord. Well, that one's been there Been gone a long I wonder if he knew the Lord. That's what I think a lot of times. You know, I do know where they're at. They're in eternities where they're at. They've done stepped off. It's done sealed for them. When that last breath leaves the body, you're going somewhere. The devil say, oh, you ain't going nowhere. It's just over with. There's nothing when you die. That's the biggest lie that's ever come out of hell I'm telling you today you're going someplace and you better have things fixed up for where you're headed I'm glad that a trip down to the altar 41 years ago give me (laughs) give me a one way ticket amen it packed my bags for me and I'm ready to go I ain't been the best one along the way. I ain't been the best Christian. I ain't lived the closest. I ain't probably lived as close as most of you all have. But I'll tell you what I have tried to do. I've tried to follow his word. I've tried to walk with him. I've tried to be a child of God. I try to please the Lord. And that's what he's looking for. A willing heart that'll follow him because we're going someplace. We're not just going someplace, but we're going to a place he prepared. Yes. So we're going to a prepared place. I ain't going to a junkyard. I ain't going to an open field. I'm not going somewhere where nobody knows me. You walk into a store, most people don't even won't even say hi, don't even know who you are, or you go someplace where a bunch of people are, they don't know who you are, but I got good news for you. We're going to a place, amen, when we step off into glory. The Bible says we'll be known as we know. When we get there, I'll know your name. I might not remember your name now, but when we get in glory, I'll remember your name when I get there. Why? Because I'll have the mind of Christ. I'll know what things are then. I don't. We won't get to heaven one day and say I'm going to ask this one this question and I'm going to ask that one that question. I'm going to tell you right now when we take that eternal change, when we gravity turns loose and we head up the Bible says we're going to be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. All of a sudden we're going to have the mind of Christ right then. We're going to know what it's all about. The questions will be answered. You ever thought about that? When we get to that place that's prepared, we won't have to walk around and going, what was this all about and why is it this way and why is it th-? And I didn't realize that. You're going to know it when you get there. Won't that be good? <laughs> a lot of times, I wish people knew some things. I wouldn't have to answer so many questions, you know? But I got good news for you. If we'll get in the book, all the answers are right here. You know, we're taking a a test right now. Brother Aaron, we're taking a daily test right now. And the Lord is so good, Brother Bo, to you and I, that he says, here's a test, but here's all the answers to the test. Take my answer book, and it'll get you through the test, and you'll pass everything with flying colors. How can I live for God? How can I overcome? How can I do all these things? All the answers is right in front of you. How can we overcome COVID? It seems like it's everywhere. What are we supposed to do? Trust God. The answers are right here in the book. Two years ago, we were scared to death. If you said COVID, we'd all run and jump in our sock drawer. Cover our heads up. Oh no, COVID. Now we're two years later, you mentioned COVID, and people are like, I don't care, I'm tired of hearing about COVID. See how our minds change? You've you become experienced and educated now. You kind of know how to work through it now. And, and a lot of people, I, I'm wrong if I, if I call church off. I'm wrong if I have church. And so you know what I do? I get alone in my closet with God, and I say, God, what you want me to do? And the Lord said, you need to stay out for a, for a week. So we stayed out for a week because we had a lot of families sick with it. And so I went back and talked to the Lord again. I said, they still sick, Lord. What do you want me to do? And it automatically come to my mind. We got live stream. Just use the live stream and send the message out and stay out one more week. That's why we done it. We followed the Lord. But boy, do you get a lot of people upset. You didn't do it my way. The way I wanted it. (laughs) You ever met anybody like that? I meet a lot of those people. And if you ain't real careful, they'll discourage your life and get your mind off this place where we're going. It's all about him and not about us. We're going to do what it takes to keep people safe and love God, amen? In verse three, I'm trying to hurry. And if you go and prepare a place, he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. In Hebrews eleven sixteen, 16, he says, but now they desire a better country. I don't know if you desire that or not, but I sure do. I desire that better country. That is a heavenly where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Are you ashamed to confess God before this world? I'm going to tell you there's a scripture for that. If you're ashamed to confess him, one day he'll be ashamed to confess you before his father and the holy angels. We need not to be ashamed. I'm glad to be a child of God. I said I'm glad to be a child of God. I'm not ashamed. Why? Because there's a place I'm going and there's a place that's been prepared for me. So I don't want to be ashamed. I want this world to see me and see that Christ is living in me. Because over in Matthew 25, he talked about it like this. There in verse 34, he says, Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, 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 ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. This place has been prepared before you ever come along. You know why, Brother Jason, he says, I got to go prepare a place for you. Someday, Brother Jason's going to be born. He's going to need a savior. I know he's going to trust me, so I'm going to go prepare a place for him. And not just him only, but all the Jasons of the world. (laughs) When you all stand before God one day, it ain't going to be confusion. When he calls your name, you'll know exactly which Jason he's talking about. You ever thought about that? wonder how many Marks they are in the world. How many Chris's, how many Aaron's. You think about your name. There's tons of these kinds of people all over the world. But when he speaks your name, you'll know it's you. And you'll step forward. Amen. Why? Because we're the bride of Christ. And he's going to be happy to see his bride. I believe Jesus is there. He's ready. He's willing to come at any time. He's probably looking over the Father. When do you want me to go get the bride? I can't wait for the bride to come and see all that we've prepared for them. For I want to go get them. But one day after a while, when every one of you all least expect it, when I least expect it, God's going to look at his son and say, go get them. And that's when it's going to happen when we least expect it. You ever thought about that time? It's going to be, they put these movies out and I appreciate their effort and they put it out like, <laughs> we're gone and nobody's going to know we're going to be walking around. People going to be walking around going, where would everybody go? I promise you, it won't be that way because they some good Christians that fly airplanes. They some good Christians that drive trucks they some good Christians at uh, uh, pilot boats and all these different things. What are they going to do when pff, they're gone? I wouldn't want to be a, in a plane, would you? I wouldn't want to be lost without God in a plane when the Lord calls his people and the pilot and the co-pilot are Christian men. Think about that. It's once appointed unto man to die. are going to be a lot of people die on the rapture that don't know the Lord there's a place where we're headed. So I wonder today, thinking about this place that we're headed, are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Lord should he call for us today? I'm talking about a place where your dreams can come true. Many of us this year have had to say goodbye on this side of life to loved ones you'll notice the scripture I read before just a minute ago. He said, lay up your treasures in heaven. Your loved ones are your treasures. Your mommies, your daddies, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your friends. These are treasures. That's a blessing that God put in your life to have a good friend, to have a mommy and daddy, to have a brother or a sister. Those are blessings and treasures. But when they die... We weep as though we'll never see him again. If they've truly loved God and trusted Him as their personal Savior, the Lord has laid up those treasures in heaven. Where moth and rust doesn't corrupt and thieves can't break through still. One of the benefits of this place that we're going is we're going to receive those treasures again. There's going to be a reunion day. And we're going to walk in there. And they're going to say, oh, come and see. Come, let me show you what the Lord's prepared. It's been so good. And they'll be so glad to see you. and You'll be so glad to see them. There'll be people there that you've even forgot about that's been gone for years. You'll say, oh, it's so good to see you. Because he's prepared that place. For you that know the Lord, I want to tell you today, We're going to receive that place. Because he said, if we would trust him with our whole hearts, our whole hearts, that he would prepare a place. And when I prepare that place, Brother Greg, I promise you, Jesus said, I'll come again and get you. I'm not going to, he said, I didn't leave you comfortless. I sent you the Holy Ghost to walk with you and to guide you. But I'm going to come back personally one day. Brother Steve, he's coming personally for you. If it wasn't for nobody but you, he'd come for you. But it's not just for you. It's all your family, my family, and all you that'll trust him. I'm talking about a place where your your best dreams and hopes that you have will come true. Yes, it's dark. Yes, it's a terrible time. But the Lord says, get your eyes off of that for just a minute and look at me. Look at me. You remember that when you get hurt as a child, a lot of times you mom, or daddy, you'd be so focused on the pain, they say, look at me, honey. Look here, look, look. And when we get our eyes on mommy and daddy, seem like it could talk us right out of the pain. And give us a little kiss and a little hug, and it just make everything so much better. Someday Jesus is coming to give us that little kiss and that little hug. Yeah. Say, come on, son. The pain and suffering is over. You're not going to have to go through this no more. And I, I don't have time this morning, but I want you to read Revelations 21, verses 10 from there out. talks about this place He's prepared. Where he talks about how the city is built and the foundations thereof and, and how beautiful it's going to be. A city that is... 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles wide in every direction. You know how big that is? That's like 2,250,000 square feet. That's half size of the United States. That's how big the city's going to be. If you wondered how big heaven's going to be, half the size of the United States. We're going to a big city. (laughs) whose builder and maker is God, where he's got a place just for you.